0: Top Shelf Fantasy, brought to you by Corey Dowds, Tom Craig Penny, and Scotty Mill. Let's get into it, baby. Podcast 63, wide receiver rankings. We're going to fire these things off. We're going through our top 24 uh, wide receivers and then we'll uh, list off the rest of the wide receivers we got ranked within the 36th. So to keep this short and simple, we're gonna we're gonna just dive in, raw dog this, and and just get at it. So again, TopShelfFantasy.com. Follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Top Shelf F N T S Y. Scotty, start us off with Michael Thomas.
1: All right, give it away. Number one receiver, um, probably the only receiver we're going to agree on at that position the entire year. We all have him at number one. So Michael Thomas last year. I think he's close to a McCaffrey with almost hundred points better than the number two receiver. So I don't see it really changing breezes back office is great. I think it's a, if you change your mind on Michael Thomas, you're doing the wrong thing. So I think we just, we can all agree with that.
0: Yep. I think so. And then we're going to move to birthday boy, uh, Devontae Adams.
2: Yeah. I mean, realistically, the thing is with Devonte Adams is there's no one else around him. Um, And before you jump down my throat, I will I will say uh, Alan Lazard looks like he may be the number two this year. Um, You know, going through all of last season, going into last season's, uh, you know, projections and, and ratings or rankings. Excuse me. Devontae Adams was around that top three, top four wide receivers. But then he really did kind of propel himself to be the solid number two, possibly number one, in some people's opinion, dependent on the touchdowns. Um, however, obviously, Michael Thomas, with with the amount of volume he has, trumps him. But Adams has big playability with also not adding in new weapons. It's the same thing you saw last year. So I would assume uh, Devontae Adams is going to be most likely number two or three on, on most people's boards going into the season.
0: Yep. And um, the one thing with Devontae Adams that's nice is that, uh, what's his na- name, uh, Matt LaFleur, uh, doesn't know how to draft or really run an offense. So it's going to be there in Rodgers Devontae Adams show all year long. It's going to be great. Um, next up, our consensus, number three, Tyreek Hill. I have him the lowest at six, so I'll talk about why I have Tyreek so low. Um, but more or less, these are very early rankings, right? And a bit knee jerky. So there's some other wide receivers on the list that I'd rather have than Tyree kill. I think that the weapons that Kansas city had added, uh, with Ceh, Damien Williams is still going to be a factor. They just signed, um, Sammy Watkins to a long-term deal that I think that that offense can win without Tyree kill. So there's some other wide receivers on there. And then not to mention Meikle Hartman. Uh, I mean that he's he's just a game changer. I mean he, he'll bust that he'll bust one open. So I don't know if anybody else wants to say anything on Tyreek. If not, Dials, you can take your number two wide receiver. Our consensus, what four? Julio Jones. Yeah, my number
3: two guy is uh, yeah Julio Jones. I think not only the player himself uh, catapults him a little bit higher than you guys have him. You guys all actually all have him consensus at four. I've got him slightly higher too. But not only the player himself, but his position uh, on the atlanta team a team that likes to throw a lot a team whose running game is a little bit suspect bringing in todd Gurley, we're not sure how that's going to impact it i think we've seen in the past that he will get fed the ball he struggled at times to find the end zone and i think that that's hampered some of his scoring across the last few years but he gets the ball he makes moves he plays most every game he usually has like a you know probable or questionable designation but he plays the games and half the battle is being out there in fantasy. So uh, Julio, I got him a little bit higher, but definitely, you know, easy top five guy, wherever you have these guys, they all kind of slot around fairly similarly with Michael Thomas being the runaway number one, obviously.
0: Yeah. And, and so now here we hit the, the gap. And I think we're all of us start to view the wide receivers very differently. So our consensus rank number uh, five is Deandre Hopkins. And I know everybody is going to want to say something on Deandre um so we'll just go around real quick but he's done it with with bad quarterbacks in the past tom savage the the most notable um and he's always turned in you know decent um decent uh fantasy seasons and now he's with kyla murray in an offense that wants to spread the ball around i don't see there's any reason why he isn't going to be a top five wide receiver um and i'm sure everybody else has something else they want to say about um deandre as well so
3: uh, yeah, DeAndre obviously new situation, new quarterback, new head coach, yada yada. You're not sure how it's going to all work out, but like you said, he played with a you know bad quarterback or you know guys before Deshaun Watson was there slinging it on the regular, so he's going to put his put up his numbers. He should get targets. Targets equal points in fantasy, especially if you're in a PPR league. So uh, Hopkins safe play. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's no knock on. Hopkins at all just all those guys in front of him and even if you're through him I think they're all pretty similar after Michael Thomas is just the way I ranked him
2: yeah I think the way that I just have it essentially you know just like the other guys better um and that's only because he's he's on a a new, new team so there's just a little bit higher of a risk I would say
0: so consensus number six he has a new quarterback Chris Godwin um, I feel like we're all kind of all over the place on um. Oh no, excuse me. We're we're all pretty much the same on on Chris Godwin. Um, does anybody have anything they want to say? I mean, Scotty, I know Chris Godwin's your boy, so
1: he is my boy. I have him ranked six, so he's our consensus six. A um, couple have five, couple of seven. I, I mean, I think he's right there after the Hopkins, Jones, Hill, Adams train. Um, In my opinion, and that kind of starts the new receivers. But I think he is the top receiver of the next tier. Um, I know he finished by receiver two last year. Has new quarterback, still a bad secondary, so you know that offense will be on the field a lot. So plenty of targets to go around. I think he's again a safe pick um, around the mid mid first round or the mid. Mid-top 10 receivers.
0: I mean, and I don't think the addition of Gronk is is scaring any of us. I mean, we know Tom Brady loves his tight ends, but uh, what Tom Brady loves more is a precise route runner, um, somebody who can play all over the field. And I think that's what Chris Godwin is. And I mean, I think even last year, if anything showed you that that tide is starting to turn between, uh, you know, going from Evans as the number one to to Chris Godwin. Uh, Arians has even mentioned that he loves Godwin. So I think, it's just confirmation that this is this is right um our number what seven ranked cooper Cup, Corey. you got him at three so yes and then craig (laughs) you got him at nine so
3: both you two
2: shotgun bet
3: (laughs) i mean, a shotgun
2: bet a guy that's ranked seven and i am as nine get out of here yeah i
3: mean we're still in the uh i don't know first tier maybe second tier if you don't count michael thomas of wide receiver, so I don't, I don't know if I want to go for a bet on that. But I definitely think Cup deserved to be a little bit higher. I had him at three. You guys have him at seven, nine, and five. So, I don't know, we skip down there, odd numbers only. But um, I'm guessing that's probably due to the departure of Brandon Cooks and maybe thinking that he gets a little bit more attention in the secondaries. However, if you go back and you look at last year, he put up numbers almost every single week minus, like, three weeks. That kind of happened a bunch together where he put up nothing, like literally zero and then, like, three and six. If he doesn't have those weeks, he's like a top you know, couple wide receiver last year. I don't see any reason he can't have similar success. Jared Goff loves throwing to him. He's kind of his safety valve. He runs almost every route in the tree, and he looks great with the ball in his hands after he catches it. So uh, I don't know how he did for you guys minus the Brandon Cooks thing, which I think is, is definitely valid. So I don't know. That's just where I'm at on him. I think he should be pretty high.
2: Yeah, I think he's definitely, um, you know, top 10 worthy. I struggle to see him inside a top five specifically for kind of similar reasons why you think so, uh, which is Jared Goff is throwing him the ball and he's had a few weeks where he does not produce at all. Um, Those things don't typically resignate as a top five wide receiver. I'd like to have more consistency or if there is someone that is going to fall down and not get you that many points, it's not a zero or a three or a four or a six um, that I'm seeing on his, on his sheet here. Yeah. There's most of the time, his consistency numbers are a lot higher. Um, but, you know, and there's not to say that he'll, he'll get out of that, but there, there's a trend that personally I don't like.
3: I mean, he did finish number four last year. So there's there. Is yeah, what do he
1: Three or four? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I think overall, um as top shelf, we think highly of Cup compared to other experts. I think the list that we were looking at previously, I think Cup was in a back and wide receiver two. And right away I think we saw that and kind of laughed and said, How is this guy not even close to being a top ten? So I think as a whole, we we do respect Cup um more than the experts out there. Um I mean this guy has proved it the last two years and People are still putting him back in wide receiver two, which is at this point pretty silly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Even I mean, though I,
2: even though I did say negatives, like that was a negative take on him, I still have him at nine. Like he's still Cooper Cup. He's still going to get you majority of the time a consistent like wide receiver one performance.
0: Yeah, and I think I think what you know going into draft season, what's going to be great around Cooper Cup, and I know we're spending a little bit of time, but a lot of people are going to think the Brandon Cooks departure. Um, you know, is going to boost Robert Woods, um, but you know Cooper Cup it has been, you know, in my opinion, steady Eddie a safety valve for Jared Goff. And say what you will about Jared Goff, but Cooper Cup end of the year was six straight games with a TD. I'll take that every day. You know, if he if he's going to give me, you know, at at worst top ten numbers. You know, and I can draft him as the wide receiver 22. I mean, that that right there is an ROI on your investment. So, I mean, well, you know, <laughs> I guess I just repeated the acronym. But anyway, um, yeah, so Cooper Cup, he's going to be the, the consensus number seven for us. Um, our consensus number eight is Mike Evans. I guess I should probably take him. I have him ranked 12 and probably the lowest. Uh, We kind of talked about this earlier. Tom Brady's always kind of struggled with the deep ball. We talked about Chris Godwin a little bit earlier, kind of seeing that tide changing. Um, You know, these are very early rankings, so there's some position for him to move. But I think, if anything, I may potentially be moving him down. I'm not sure. Um, I just... I haven't seen Mike Evans's consistency be something that I would I want to spend that draft capital on and that's why I have him ranked a lower uh at the end of the year he's probably going to finish here. I mean like he does every year. He it's it's the most uh, I, I don't want to say un, it's the most underwhelming top wide receiver 1 finishes of any wide receiver. He he just doesn't do it on a consistent basis for me and I wouldn't be taking Mike Evans over a Cooper cup in, in my personal opinion. And that's how I feel. And I know all of you guys feel very differently. So Scotty, I know you and I have gone back and forth about this uh, many times.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, Mike Evans never had a quarterback, like Tom Brady, say what you will about um, him, Mike Evans, I guess you can say he's a deep threat guy, but he's really not. He's all over the field kind of guy. He's a possession guy. He's everything. So I think those 30 <coughs> interceptions Jameis had last year, Half of those are actually getting go to um, Mike Evans. Accurately this time, so as long as he can stay healthy, I think he still stays in the top ten. We have a couple shocking bets already with, uh, I believe, all of us and as well as a couple other people in our dynasty league that uh, Mike Evans would be a top t- top fifteen wide receiver. I know Tom thinks he took the out. I took the in. I think Dave took the in. Our buddy Jeff took the out. Uh, Final boss is in there, but. Um, I think Mike we'll Evans as, you. as a player this year is, um, people are thinking way differently than the others. I mean, I think it's going to be great. Others think it's going to be outside, um, top 15, but
0: yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, he's a great talent too. So, I mean, good talent with good quarterbacks. You never know how it's going to turn out. Um, all right. Number nine, Kenny Galladay, Craig, you got him at thirteen. Um, so I'm, I'll have you take, I'll, I'll have you start with Galladay.
2: So I, I like Galladay, uh, as a, as a talented wide receiver. I think he's going to be in the league for a long time. Uh, I think he's had some decent seasons in the past. Uh, he really hasn't been, you know, it was that's the last two seasons realistically that, you know, he's performed decent with, um, you know, he scored over 200 fantasy points last year. That's where you find yourself as in the wide receiver one level. However, I fully – I I, I am extremely down on Matt Stafford, and I think it's just gotten worse year in and year out. Last year he didn't even have Matt Stafford, and he put up good numbers, which is fine. Um, But Matt Stafford's playing quarterback right now, and I would actually rather have, as far as fantasy numbers go at this moment, and you'll think it's crazy because Stafford's always been a great fantasy quarterback, but I would rather have – uh, whoever was it, blow throwing to him last year, um, than then Matt Stafford. I, I don't know what exactly is going on there. Uh, I think there's a contract situation. Apparently, his house is going for sale. But I, I, regardless of that, I don't think he's really too mentally in it. Um, and so Stafford throwing the ball, I feel like is a is a weaker outcome for Galladay than if another quarterback is throwing him the football. Yeah, I mean,
3: Stafford I, did have a broken back last year, so I'm, I'm I'm you know leaning to give him a little bit of a break. Uh, and he did ball out while he was there. Galladay had some huge weeks early in the season. Um, and then I mean, he, can, he can he can be yeah.
2: tough as nails, I don't care. He's not gonna help me for fantasy football.
3: Well I'm just saying, he, I mean you yeah. you're saying that he had some down weeks. Well, yeah, I would have some down weeks with a broken back too. <laughs> he well was, he had a broken yeah. back
2: last year, so is he gonna come back with you know still soreness? Like he is old and he is towards the end of his, his contract. Like he was like I said, he can Brady be tough, air. I don't care. Like it's not gonna help me for fantasy.
3: Right, but he was quarterback three when he was healthy. He's back healthy this year. Yeah, he, he was talked about MVP before
1: he went down. So I, I think he had a pretty good year um, with those stats, you know, doing better than Mahomes, Brady, and all those guys, and Breeze before he went down. Uh, I think only Lamar Jackson and maybe Dak were ahead of him. But, I mean, I completely did disagree with Stafford back. Um, healthy to start the season. I, I think Galladay is going to do better than he did last year. So. I mean, that's something that I, d- I definitely do disagree with, but we can take that off air and slash some
3: shotgunny bets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, which we'll which figure we'll, out a really, we really to take. Really, at the I'll end take, of the day... I'll take Matt Stafford. You take David Blau. Whoever has more points, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> David really Blau on the, day, the team.
3: Like I don't even
1: know if he is.
0: With, with Kenny Galladay, we're all relatively close. I mean, Craig was just the lowest at 13, but he's only like four spots lower, and he is still a top 10 wide receiver for us. So I think... Uh, at, at the end of the day, Kenny Galladay is a top 10 wide receiver for Top Shelf Fantasy. Um, and then rounding out our top 10 would be Amari Cooper. Uh, I have him lowest at 16, and the rest of you guys are all right in that, that 10 range, so I actually kind of ruin it uh, a bit. He might be a little bit higher. Um, but I guess my, my thing with Amari is that I don't know if anybody's watched CD play. He's a freak of nature. And the fact that Jerry Jones went out and signed him, makes me nervous on what they intend to use CD for and take targets away from Amari Cooper and then always just remember that Dallas is a run-first team with Zeke. So I don't know that I, I would I would say that Amari Cooper is a regression candidate for me uh, going into 2020, but you guys go ahead, talk about him. Craig, you got him ranked highest at 8, so why don't you talk about Amari a little bit?
2: So I've had a conundrum with Amari Cooper my whole life. Um, and but we all have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, and I said, I think if, if I could realistically remember, in the beginning of the last season, I was talking about Amari Cooper and I was saying, I have the same problem. And if he can ever just be a consistent wide receiver, then how great he can actually be with his talent. And last year he showed he could be a consistent wide receiver. And for me, that's enough. If you can, if he can, find a way again to be even just a a lower level consistency of just never going below like seven fantasy points or, you know, always getting somewhere around like 20 when he hits his top instead of going for 40 and then zero for three weeks, then he's going to be a wide receiver one in my mind.
3: Yeah. I mean, he definitely showed up last year and showed that he can play the caveat that I'll make to that statement is that he showed he can play when he's on the field. And he still had some trouble staying on the field for the whole game. I know he only ended up missing like three games, but he missed halves. He missed plays. He missed drives. And you don't know how those issues are going to unfold. And you hate to try to dock a guy for injury concerns, which is why I kept him just consistent with last year. I was like, you know what? He's probably going to miss a couple. He'll miss some drives. He'll miss some games. But he'll probably finish top ten. It's just so hard to, to say that he's – like I don't disagree with your assessment that he played consistently when he actually played. But he just didn't look like he was, you know, the toughest guy out there, gutting out injuries and still putting up numbers. He sat out three three games with a bone bruise. Like, come on, man,
2: come on, bro,
3: yeah, come on, dog. Um, all right, and Craig, I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna let you take your 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 boy here, Cortland Sutton. He's our uh, 11th ranked wide receiver. I know since he's come into the league, you've been very high on Cortland. So you go ahead. We're all very close in our ranking. So I don't think yeah. there's there's much discrepancy here, um, but tell us why he's a he's a wide receiver one this year.
2: Well, I think what held him back last year was probably Joe Flacco um, to set off the year, and and, and realistically, once Drew Lock started to come in, regardless of the fact that he is, you know, a, a rookie quarterback or, or not not too sharp in the in the mindset you know, he's more of a full strong arm kind of quarterback. Um, That's realistically where I see Cortland Sutton even progressing more is another full season with him with someone else to take away targets uh, in Judy coming in. You're going to be able to see a little bit more over the top work for Sutton this year. And I think, I think really that, that yards per catch is going to go even a little bit further uh, with Drew Locke's arm and, you know, some help down low.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I I think we saw it time in and time out, he overcame bad quarterback play, which is a very good thing to see in a young wide receiver. Um, The next young wide receiver we have on the board, and I think is going to be pretty controversial um, by a lot of people, but it's PPR gold. David Moore coming in as our wide receiver 12. Uh, Again, we're all very uh, relatively close here, so um, Dows, you want to take DJ?
3: Yeah, DJ. I've never heard him referred to as David Moore before. So Did I call him David for,
0: Moore? Uh, yeah, he threw me wait, for a loop the there. One's your
3: four in Seattle? <laughs> yeah.
0: <that's, laughs> my
1: bad. Like, uh, am
3: I looking at the right sheet? And then I was like, maybe David Moore. DJ Moore, like, Carolina baby. It, it probably <laughs> is. Yeah. DJ Moore, wide receiver, Carolina. Uh, I got him at 14. He's our consensus 12. You guys have him 12, 15, 13. So, I mean, right in the middle there. Definitely. On the cusp of wide receiver one, I wasn't ready to put him there yet, mostly due to the uncertainty of what I believe Teddy Bridgewater can be. I'm not confident that he's going to come in year one, sling the ball, hit DJ Moore constantly, and put him in that wide receiver one category. So I put him just outside. It. That was my only reasoning. Um, I think the kid's wicked talented. I think he's nasty. I think he's going to get his numbers week in, week out. He's going to have catches, PPR machine, like you said, Tom, but just not willing to put him in wide receiver one territory yet, especially with the addition of some other weapons on that offense. Uh, Curtis Samuel is still there. And then you've got Robbie Anderson looking to snag some targets. Christian McCaffrey is still eating up a lot of the shares of that offense. So, um, you know, interesting to see what happens. That's for sure. But Teddy Bridgewater is better than Kyle Allen. So, <laughs> right. you know, there you go. <laughs> I mean, in, you saw
0: the the team looking to DJ Moore last year um, more often than not. Um, so I think Teddy's going to do the same thing. So, Scotty Craig, anything on on DJ? Um, Honestly, no,
2: no. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent on him. So, all
0: right, well, my take is kind
2: of weird. All
0: right, well, <laughs> we won't get into it then. <laughs> We're going to go to AJ Brown, to which is just which is just funny because. Like, I, you know, I start looking at these guys and we're having these discussions and I say, like, I'm sitting here and I go, I would much rather have A.J. Brown than D.J. Moore. Like, I'm I'm thinking, like, how do you not see that? And I think Craig and I are the only ones that actually have A.J. Brown ranked higher than D.J. Moore. Um, so I guess if we make that comparison, if you're sitting there making a decision between D.J. Moore, A.J. Brown, I would much rather have A.J. Brown. I think he's a, a bigger bodied receiver. I think Tannehill fits what he wants to do. So, I don't know, is there a differing opinion on A.J. Brown? Would you rather have D.J. Moore over A.J. Brown? I mean, if that's how you look at it, you know, that's how you have to kind of approach it, right? So
3: Yeah, and and I would definitely rather have D.J. Moore just because of who he is in that offense. Um, A.J. Brown came on last year, you know, lit the world on fire with Ryan Tannehill. Now, Ryan Tannehill looked great. He got paid. He has never looked great before in his NFL career. And I'm the biggest Tannehill fan, fan there is. I'm just not sold he can do it two years in a row. They got the dreaded tape on him now. You know, everybody talks about the second <laughs> year is the toughest year. This is kind of his second year after his breakout. Is he going to be able to do it again? Is A.J. Brown going to sneak up on people again this year? I doubt it. Um, but they do have Derrick Henry still in place. They've got the strong play-action game in place. So, again – if you're if you're asking me to pick between T.J. Moore and A.J. Brown, I'm going to take DJ Moore just with the way that the NFL has been going over the years. I mean, these smaller, faster wide receivers have been putting up more points than these big-bodied, get-down-the-field, you know, bomb catch here and there receivers. But A.J. Brown is still looks good. I think I've got him at 14, so just after. No, I've got him at 18. You get him so at 18, run, mind, <laughs> but <laughs> it's all right. Uh, speaking of bomb
0: receivers, and Scotty. You love this next guy, right? So, top shelves, uh, number 14 ranked, Stephon Diggs, uh, changing teams, going to Buffalo, going to be working with Kyle, uh, Josh Allen and and Josh Allen's arm, uh, which I think, you know, it's it's stronger than Kirk Cousins' um, but I know that, that you're a big Stephon Diggs fan.
1: Yes, I'm a big uh, Stephon Diggs fan and we've talked about him in the past too um, when he did get traded there saying, you know, does his value go up, does it go down and uh um, I know we say you know last year he was ranked at 15 and after I saw that I just kind of want to keep him where he is I don't think it's going to be a huge change for fantasy he's going to have those big games going to have some dud games but overall I think he's going to finish right around there and he is a guy that I would take going back to AJ Brown um, as he's been in the league more and um he's got I don't know um think more of a passing team and with AJ Brown, it's the biggest run heavy team in the league. So um, yeah, that's my take on Stefan Diggs. I know Dow's has him pretty close to, he's a big Diggs guy as well. So
0: go Diggs. <laughs> um, coming up next is Juju Smith Schuster at 15. Craig, you got him in your, you got him at 11, which that is a, that's a big discrepancy on what the yes, rest sir, of I us do. have.
2: Last year before his, extremely poor year due to absolutely horrid quarterback play. He was being looked at as a top eight, top seven wide receiver across the board. Um, I honestly don't do this often, but I am taking last year and wiping it off the board. Like it never even happened. And I'm going to look at what he did his rookie year and what he did his season that, you know, yes, he did have Antonio Brown on the team, uh, but he had over a hundred catches. He had 111 near 1,500 yards, seven touchdowns, with Ben Roethlisberger coming back. And, you know, having a year, I feel like, for Ben Roethlisberger, you know, to take off is actually a huge improvement for his game. Uh, He seemed to have been beaten up every single year. So, you know, a healthy Ben Roethlisberger is actually going to be huge for Juju, and that's why I have him as high as I do.
0: Yeah, and I think that's fair, and I think, like, as we go through the summer, I mean, I think Juju's probably somebody that all, all four of us will continue to increase. Um, but right now, I just don't know that I saw enough from Juju. You know, if you're the number one wide receiver on your team, you should be able to overcome some of that. And <clears throat> I don't know where to put Juju in that, but, I, you know, I know for me, I got him ranked at 21. He's, he's probably going to be increasing uh, quite a bit in my rankings. Uh, but as we get into our number sixteen ranked player, we have Calvin Ridley. Um, so he's our second. He's the he's the second number two wide receiver on a team um, here in the top twenty four. So um, our first pair was what uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Now we got Julio and 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 Calvin Ridley. But Dows, you got him. You got him at twenty three.
3: Yeah, I get them a little bit lower probably because I had Julio a little bit higher and you guys had Julio a little bit lower and Calvin Ridley a little bit higher. And I think that's kind of what you're going to see is these guys have to work in, you know, cohesion with one another. Um, there are only so many targets to go around, especially in an offense that, I mean, in an offense that does throw the ball a lot, but there is a finite number of passes per game that Matty Ice can really throw. Um, Calvin Ridley impresses me a lot. The problem is he does a lot of his work in the middle of the field with a lot of traffic. I don't see him really taking the ball to the house all the time. And then you got Julio, who, while he doesn't catch a ton of touchdowns, is still your primary red zone target. The one thing that Calvin Ridley will benefit for is the departure of Austin Hooper. I don't think that uh, Hayden Hurst is going to be the red zone target either. So maybe some of those looks will go Ridley's way. Um, I'm not sure, but I think just with the other pieces around him, I had to dip Calvin a little bit to get other guys ahead of him. And it was really just like a, I don't know, a struggle to figure out who I wanted to put ahead of him. It's not like a knock on him, but it drove him down.
1: Yeah. And um, I'll go real quick. Nothing with like Calvin really, but it kind of just shows, again, I think we talk about this every year, how deep wide receiver is in fantasy leagues. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you got guys like Calvin really, we'll get into guys here on the board that, our big name guys um, that we have later down, but it just shows it just a very deep position in fantasy. And I think that if you could wait a bit and grab a pair of these guys later on, I think you're absolutely golden, but uh, I don't know Thomas talk about Calvin. I know he is him the highest out of all of us.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just think, I, I think you start to see Atlanta is, is, is they have a diminishing run game. No pun intended with Todd Gurley's knee. Uh Austin Hooper's not there anymore. As a rookie he came in, he had ten touchdowns. Last year he had nine touchdowns, he gets hurt. Like I think there's a world in which Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones can both operate as um you know, allowing Calvin Ridley to have that kinda wide receiver one, wide receiver two range. Um so I have him at, at fifteen as a is a high end wide receiver two, but again, to Scotty's point, like Calvin Ridley is a guy that likely you're not going to have to invest a lot of draft capital in, and you're going to get, you know, a a solid return. So just a guy to keep your, keep your name on. In my opinion, um, in, in our 17th ranked wide receiver, Keenan Allen, I mean, we, we talk about how deep this, the the wide receivers are. I mean, we're at wide receiver 17 and we're talking about Keenan Allen, who I think, you know, for, for years has been a top 10 wide receiver, um and for me, the the thing the, the big unknown is who's the quarterback there. I'm not knocking the talent. It's more or less the quarterback. How are they going to execute that offense? Um, but I know, like, Scotty, you're a big Keenan guy. You got him ranked at 15. I got him at 23. I mean, we're kind of split. Scotty and Craig got him high. Corey and I have him, you know, down in the 20s. Uh, so I'd like to kind of hear, you know, how, how we think he's going to overcome Tyrod.
1: I mean, we, we, we don't know who's going to be uh, QB yet, if it's Herbert or Tyrod. I see Tyrod starting the season, but, again, if if Philip Rivers is there, I'm raking the guy as a top 10, maybe just maybe 11 or 12. But the QB position there now, this is why I put him down lower to 15. Um, I'm not saying I'm not going to push him down more. When we hear more in training camp, like, who's actually going to be the quarterback? What's their rapport with Keenan Allen but that's why I have him at 15 right now he's definitely a player for sure that that can move around the board throughout the offseason though so uh Craig do you want to talk about why you have him pretty high too
2: yeah I mean the thing is is he's a clear-cut number one um talented wide receiver in the NFL where even if it Tyrod Taylor is not throwing the ball if it's if it's Herbert that's just going to be someone that they're going to rely upon um you know Like you said, he's not in my top twelve. You know, for versus there he was, but again, he's Keenan Allen. He's he's not going anywhere.
0: Uh, At eighteen, we got Allen Robinson.
3: (laughs) Okay, Dallas, tell us about Allen Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) I could not put Allen Robinson any higher than I put him, which is twenty (laughs) six, because he's got Mitch Trubisky throwing him the ball sign and sign some bum off the street i might put him at 22 but Nick Foles. yeah yeah literally i'd rather see nick Foles, but right now it looks like it's still going to be trubisky i don't see it i don't see Allen robinson succeeding there with trubisky uh I, I just i couldn't do it i mean scott if you want to take the uh the opposite approach i know you or the opposite standpoint you've got him at 11 so
1: yeah i mean i'm he finished at wide receiver 11 last year, so he had Trubisky with him last year. Um, this year, it's either the same or it's a little better in Nick Foles, um, who can definitely be the starter. I think he's going to be the starter over Trubisky, but that's, that's a future thing. If he is the same season as last year, he's he wide receiver 11, so I'm going to rank him with the way he finished last year. Talent-wise, he's a top 10 Receiver in the entire league, so I couldn't put him past where he actually finished last year with uh, Trubisky.
3: Yeah, that's I won't I fight you. Uh, I definitely won't fight you on the talent. I I think he's fantastically talented. I actually loved him even more when he was on the Jags. But um the the last like I don't know three four five weeks of the season, he like balled out and really kind of shot up the rankings. I just I don't know if that's indicative of what he can do for the course of a season. That that was part of why I dropped him to go less emotional and more statistical on on
2: yeah.
3: why I dropped him as low as, as I did. And it's just sad because here's a guy that
1: we know the talents there. When you have a bad quarterback like that, it just
3: it destroys people's value in the NFL. Yeah. And it just it's just very, very sad. And I'm very, very troubled that the Bears might decide to just be one of those teams that plays great defense, runs the ball, and grinds out wins. Because Trubisky is just not developing as as a passer, they might just say, "You know what? We got Montgomery. He seems good. Let's ride him. Let's get him involved." And that hurts if if that's what they decide to do. I mean, yeah, maybe I they don't. could <clears throat> sign Cam Newton.
0: I'll put him in my top twelve. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think Nagy's keeping his job too long if he's running Montgomery into walls left and right, <laughs> or even a big big gap. Money, two, two yards I a of big carry. Money, yeah. money, Finn. Um, all right, so we got Adam Thielen coming in at, at 19, and admittedly, I'm absolutely disgusted I have him ranked 10 uh, <laughs> now. But I have him ranked 10. <laughs> so, I, I mean, my thought process more or less was that now that Stephon Diggs isn't there, uh, things will be looking Thielen's way. Um, it, you know, I, I can see myself moving him down, but not quite into that 25 range um, as Dow's and, and Scott have him.
3: Yeah, Scott, you want to take this one, or? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, um,
1: he had a great season two years ago, but last year he was—I mean, you can argue till, until the cows come home. He—he he was the one beat of Stephon Diggs even when he was healthy. I mean, uh, he was—he was hurt all season too. Let's remember but, that he was coming in and out of games hurt. I'm saying when he was healthy, he was still the one beat of Stephon Diggs. Then he was hurt all season. And then he goes into an offense that is a huge run heavy offense. They drafted a few receivers there. I, I just think he's already had that one season where he tore it up and was a top ten receiver. I think that season's done. Maybe ranking him twenty five is, is a little too harsh. Maybe push him up a bit, but um I, I would draft any of the guys we mentioned before over him in a heartbeat.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I 100% agree with everything you said. And I just want to toss out, Justin Jefferson is a talented wide receiver. You know, he's going to quickly be a force in that offense. And maybe that's good for Adam Thielen. Maybe, maybe he will see a bump because of it. But right now, teams are going to go, okay, Adam Thielen, known quantity, catches the ball pretty much over the middle of the field. He runs a deep route here and there. But let's lock him down and make this rookie beat us. That's not the guy I want on my team, especially one with an injury history like his. All right.
1: And I do see a shotgun bet coming with this. So if you want to just drop that down, Tom, because um, the next <laughs> guy we're going to talk about, I'm going to have a shotgun bet with. So it's it's kind of the same thing with the next guy.
0: Okay. All right. Well, lead us into Odell, who's all like right. at All right. Consensus
1: uh, 20 is Odell. I have met 13. Everyone else has met 22 plus. Um, I mean... You can say, like Craig talked about Juju, um, saying he's gonna get rid of last year as an outlier. I'm doing the same thing with Odell Beckham. We've seen what he's done, even since he was a rookie, one of the flashiest, most skilled receivers we've seen in a long time. Um, I think another year in that offense, I know there's trade rumors out there, those have stalled. I know Jarvis is there and I'm a huge Jarvis guy too. I think they'll work well together. I just I just think he doesn't finish as bad as he did last year. And last year, I think he was still a top 25. Still bad for how you draft him. But I had him at 13. He's consensus 20. I think it's still fair. You guys rick him that low. I, I think he's a guy that's a sleeper or a bust kind of guy. So that's my um, take on it. Tom has him as the lowest. So I don't <clears throat> know if Tom to talk about that for a bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, so here's the difference between Juju and and uh, Odell, right? Juju had about three different quarterbacks throwing him the ball last year, and none of them going to be the quarterback throwing him the ball in 2020. Odell's still gonna <laughs> he's still getting the ball from Baker, which to me is sure. is is a, is a big issue. That offense seems dysfunctional. They spent a ton of money to 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 get that team off the ground and Baker fell on his face and the only time that Baker could could get anything going with the offense was through Jarvis. And to me, you don't fit I mean if if you want to continue success in the NFL, do with what works. It was not working with Odell and I'm not willing to spend that capital on Odell the way that that you would be, right? I'm not willing to take Odell above you know some of these other guys that we've been talking about I think that mid-20 range is is where I would value him Um, yes he's he's a phenomenal talent but he was also in a better offense with the Giants I mean I I don't like Eli but Eli was a better quarterback than than Baker was and you know there there really wasn't many other weapons on the Giants other than Odell. They didn't have a run game. they didn't have a second wide receiver. Cleveland's got Chubb, they got hunt, they have Landry. They have two tight ends now like I just I don't see the world in which Odell
3: breaks the wide receiver one uh barrier so the reason I didn't put Odell any higher was because i couldn't rank odell ahead of jarvis landry who out targeted and out received him last year however i just went and looked at those numbers and he kind of barely beat them on both it was like 138 targets for landry and like 134 for odell and then like 83 catches for landry and 74 for odell something like that those aren't as big of a gulf as i thought that they were i remember i said last year landry would out or be out targeted sorry Landry would get more targets than Odell. Nailed it. Thought I nailed it way more significantly. Um, So I might end up creeping Odell a little bit higher. That being said, with the numbers being that close and Odell not putting on a show like he did with 138 targets and 74 catches, you expect 138 targets for Odell to translate to more like 100 catches, maybe 90 in the 90s for catches. So that. Again, goes back to Thomas' point that Baker's not hitting him with a consistent number of accurate passes or catchable balls because his drop rate's not ridiculous. He didn't drop a million, you know, catchable ones. I think I remember one that he probably could have taken to the house if he had caught it; would have been a huge gain. But, I, I was thinking that same one. Yeah, but, that, but that's it. You know, I mean, he like had one drop, f- f- fifty-five yard touchdown yeah, catch. He like dropped one of these, yeah, and he just like bad. yeah,
0: kept Yeah,
1: so it. I mean, with Adam Thielen and Odell, I know uh me and Tombo. You know, discuss the shotgun details.
0: I don't know. If I'm going to agree to this after I relook at this. But <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> I well, see where you're going. I will bet you. I will bet you. Odell is not a wide receiver. One that that I that I will bet you.
1: I I have him outside. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... All right. We'll get we'll get back to you on it. Craig <laughs> about that. Yeah, Craig,
0: give us your stuff. give us your Odell take. So you you had Baker in Dynasty at one point. You actually sold him to Scotty, and now yeah. you got Odell at 23. So give us your Odell take before we move on.
2: So it, my Odell take is opposite of yours, Tom. I don't think that um, Baker is the full issue on why Odell is the, you know, low for me. Um, I think Baker can get better. Um, I didn't just trade him specifically because I was just done with him. Um, you know, I, ma- I made some other moves to help my team. However, a lot of other options have added themselves into that offense, and that's why I have him as low as I do. Will I move him up? eventually probably i would need to, a little bit more time and more statting out um and actually look at the cleveland browns um but again this is really early rankings and that's just my um it's opinion on baby. that
0: knee jerk uh, knee jerk rankings
2: knee jerk exactly yeah. i my, mean my, if my he overall out opinion there, on him is negative but i
0: mean if he goes out there and signs
1: a thing for us for top shelf we'll put him up there oh you yeah oh, he'll be number one it, so he'll be in a top five wide well, receiver
3: again. Yeah. now we should make that well known. Like our rankings can be bought.
1: All right.
0: So
1: we're gonna
0: we're gonna have a bit of controversy on this <laughs> next one too. So top shelf, twentieth yeah. ra- ranked. Tyler Lockett, Craig... Can I go it, first, actually? No, because I, no, no, no. I, I just want to get a... Okay, fine. With. You go first, then. Scotty...
1: This is get... a guy, and I'm sorry, I'm going to move him up eventually. <laughs> okay.
0: It was... I was doing
1: the it's rankings, my Adam feeling and, right? <laughs> yes. He he was... I was doing the rankings. I had him as 30. I don't think he's that high, but I don't think he's that far off. I won't... I don't have him in the top 20. I think DK is a better receiver than him, fantasy-wise. Uh Lockett had was okay last year i know he's kind of hurt last year but i think he played in every game um he had some duds he wasn't you know Mm -hmm. the the star we thought he was going to be last season but as 30 i'll probably move him up a little bit it was just i was doing these rankings and seeing guys later on i I just don't know how i would put him ahead of those guys i'm probably going to be wrong but that's my um that's my speech okay (laughs) that's your (laughs) so crow.
2: There was a stretch of four weeks last year that made Tyler Lockett look like he was garbage. However, last year, going into the season, all he needed was Doug Baldwin not to be on the team in order to be the top target getter, uh, the guy to play in the slot, which is Russell Wilson's bread and butter. And that's exactly 100% what Tyler Lockett did last year. He finished as wide receiver 14 with four weeks below four points. And those are that just that small stretch, which by the way, he happened to have some major leg issue where he had to stay in some hospital for like a week and he couldn't really play on his leg and play full time. So there was a weird issue that came up. I think it was some like contusion issue in his leg, but either way, his targets jumped up by 40 targets, his deep targets jumped up, which is actually surprising he doubled the amount of time that he was in the slot, which, again, is uh, West—not uh, westbrook Wilson's bread and butter. And for whatever reason, his red zone targets have increased by double. So he's just all around the guy that he's going to be going to. And I get it. DK Metcalf is, is the sexy name, and he's going to be the guy that's going to be going deep. And he's, he's a big monster. But as long as DK Metcalf is improving, Tyler Lockett is also going to be improving.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I I love Tyler Lockett as a as a late round pick. And Craig, what was he last year of yours? He was was he bounce back or break out? breakout? Breakout, breakout, Okay.
2: And he was gonna break out to be a mid wide receiver one until that damn leg injury.
0: <laughs> um, He's- he played every game. Well, he yeah. um he did have a leg injury. I just don't know if it was on the bye week or not. Um, our 22nd ranked wide receiver. So Tyler Lockett was our 21st, if I misspoke and said he was the 20th. But he was the 21st. Our 22nd is Robert Woods. Um, we all have him inside the 20 except for Dows. Yeah, I just keep dogging
3: this guy, man. I had <laughs> dogged him last year, and he uh, he ended up proving me you know, pretty wrong. I think he ended up, what do you got, 14, 15, 16, 17 last year. So. Let's see if he can do it again yeah i don't know he just he's just one of those names that he like goes out he puts up numbers here and there but then he kind of fades out i know he was kind of irrelevant for the first like i don't know 10 weeks of last season then he came on really strong in the in the second half it, if i recall like he's, consistent yeah. like 12 oh yeah 12.7 yeah. 23 22 and then 16 to clear the year so um you know he showed up, but at the end of the day, that's those points count. So you have to count them. But that's garbage time for the Rams, where they were just chucking the ball left and right, seeing if they could figure something out with the uh, the offense, and McVay could reestablish himself as a genius after after a really rough year. So I'm not giving him full credit. I'm giving him like half a point for each of those points. You know, fifty cents on the dollar for garbage time <laughs> points, but. Um, I mean, he nope. had a good. He don't had prove a good me wrong again. He had a good 2018, and he had a good
0: 2017 uh, back half of the year with the Bills as well. He's a quiet name that I don't think a lot of people are thinking about. I like Robert Woods this year uh, without uh, Brandon Cooks there. Um, I think I think Cooper Cup's value remains the same, and everything that was Cooks's is now now Woods's, and and maybe spread out. Uh, between Seth Roberts, but I think those empty targets that Cooks left, a majority of that goes to Wood. So um we can move on now. And Corey, I'll let Corey take this one again because it's an extreme opposite. Twenty-third <laughs> uh, ranked is Devontae Parker, and you have him as a wide receiver one.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I got him as a wide receiver one. I think he earned it after last year. Now again, we I have to just keep mentioning this with with wide receivers naturally they are tied to quarterbacks and Tua is going to be the quarterback in Miami whether that's week 1 or not remains to be seen i assume that it's going to be him um, now can parker throw can Tua throw to parker yes can Tua throw to parker as well as Fitzmagic probably now is the league aware that parker is a good receiver very much yes last year he probably caught a few people by surprise since he hadn't done much in his entire career to that point but He looks like he's figured it out. He looked comfortable in the offense. Maybe it was the head coach change that really helped him out. Maybe it was game plan uh, related, whatever it was, he figured it out last year and he looks fantastic and he looked consistent. He returns next year with uh, Preston Williams alongside him to help kind of hopefully take some of the pressure off him and he should be poised for another big year. You guys, again, you guys have him ranked much lower than me, clearly in wide receiver two or just past that range, but maybe I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, so it. I'll so
0: the one of the reasons is I think I think Fitzmagic is the perfect quarterback for Devontae Parker, and I think if Fitzmagic is the is the quarterback, I think I'd be moving Parker up in my rankings, but I don't think that's the case. I think that Parker is going to have you know the the continued struggles that he's continuing to have. I mean he he's he's a great talented wide receiver there's no reason why he should be this low but to me he hasn't proven that he should be any higher um so and scott and craig you guys both have him pretty low in the in the 20s as well we got the last name we're ending this on is just phenomenal by the way <laughs> so i don't know if we want to keep talking about Devonte parker or not but craig scotty
2: Well, i would just say i'm now sold i'm moving him up Okay. Okay.
0: I do like him. I mean, I have 22. I
1: think that that's fair to start uh, my rankings.
2: I, I think it's just a – there's an M-I-A next to his name, so <laughs> automatically I want to put him lower.
0: M-I-A. Um <laughs> All right, so our 24th ranked wide receiver is none other than the other okay. <laughs> Cleveland Brown wide receiver that we spent so much time talking about. So it's Jarvis Landry um Dowse, you got him at 17 i get him at 28 craig you got him at 22 scotty you got him at 23 um to me i'm just not buying into the passing game of the cleveland browns um but i will let you three go ahead and take your jarvis landry take and that will be our top 24
2: mine'll be quick so i'll just say I, I have him above odell uh by one spot um and it is again because of so many uh weapons there and offense i'm not really you know overly sold on who i want to go with yet
1: yeah, um, this is a guy i probably move up as well um, later on, but this guy just does not finish out of the top 20 receivers. Uh, every year he finds a way to finish up there. He's not the sexy name. He never is, never will be. Sorry, Jarvis. Um, but, I mean, this guy is one of the most insistent wide receivers in the NFL for fantasy of the last four years, so if you get him as a back end, he's going to probably finish better than that each year. So guy, I'm going to move up
3: that Dow's
1: has him the highest um, at 17. So Dow's going to
3: take her away. Yeah. Um, I just think that he's going to come out and do a, a lot of the points that I made about Odell are similar to Jarvis Landry for this, but like, I think he's going to come out and do what he did last year. He runs those underneath routes. He gets targeted a lot in the red zone. He's got short hands. He, is very talented and is going to work well opposite Odell Beckham with a lot less of the Odell Beckham drama and a lot less of the Odell Beckham spotlight. So I don't know what to tell you. I think he's going to finish higher than Odell. I mean, that's just case in point. Not much higher. I think what seventeen versus twenty two, but yeah, and they're and it, they're close. <clears throat> and it's so hard because you get you get to onto an actual draft, right? And you are drafting at spot number whatever wide receiver two range you're in. And you have the choice between Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. I know that you want to take Odell Beckham, but for me, I'm telling you to take Jarvis Landry, especially if it's PPR, even though I just mentioned that he only had nine more catches.
0: I think that's That's a shotgun bet right there. Who finishes better, Odell or Jarvis? I think that's a shotgun bet. We'll get back to your shelfies. Um, All right, so let me read off. I'll read off the 25 to 36 wide receivers real quick, and then the rest of our rankings are going to be up on the website. then we have a mock draft coming after which we are all very excited about so 25 to 36 dj shark julian edelman ty hilton aj green will fuller debo samuel marquise brown tk metcalf emmanuel sanders tyler boyd terry mclaren and oh and golden tate sounds weird saying his name um but that is our (laughs) our top 36 wide receivers um, we try to keep it nice and short and sweet for everybody, but again, head over to the website, <clears throat> topshelf, FNTS, or TopShelfFantasy.com. You get the full uh, full rankings. Uh, continue to listen to us on uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Uh, all the other podcast players will continue to be putting out rankings, um, and then we'll start getting into some divisional previews as well. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Top Shelf fntsy uh, and podcast 4064 it's going to be a mock draft. All right. Talk to you later, Shelby.
2: Thank you for listening. This is Top Shelf Fantasy. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY. Head over to our website at TopShelfFantasy.com. Stay fluid. Stay loose.